Very happy birthday to Capital Sports here at Moscow's Capital FM. We are five this week. And you know what? Uh, it's been a great out ride while this has lasted. So we are out of short pants and we're racing along to give you the very best news, views, reviews, previews and interviews in the world of sports. My name is Alan Moore. I'm here to see you with Andy Mack. Come to him in just one so- second. Because in a moment, we're going to chat with Andrew Flint and Issa Cody. We're going to speak about the Russian Premier League, the English Premier League and nepotism in football. Yeah, it was really on display yesterday in Moscow. Uh, and not, not unusual, but you know, we're going to discuss that with them, with those guys as well. So, in part two, we have Alexander Zotov, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union. One of our very first guests, actually, of the show as well, uh, all those many, many years ago. And, of course, he is a member of the Executive Committee of the Russian Football Union. And also, we have a great friend of the show, Jonathan Higgins, from Virgin Media Sports. They're going to be speaking about the Manchester City-Liverpool match that has just finished a while ago, about an hour ago or so. And also, what is in store for Russian football as a summer, especially with no European football to look forward to, no international football of any way, shape or form. Then, of course, in part three, we have the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Now, before we go anywhere, because, of course, there was a full round of Russian Premier League matches this weekend, Dinamo winning 1-0 away, as Andy Mack and Andrew Flint predicted last week. They won in Nizhny Novgorod. Himki... Shocking everybody, taking our pants down and slapping us about the buttocks. 4-2, they beat, says Cal Moscow. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock, all right, for us. Um, not getting spanked, but like the, well, the audio stuff. Um, uh, Ahmad, of course, losing 2-0 to Zenit. Uh, Krilia Sovetov winning away in Ural 1-0. Uh, then, of course, Spartak 3-0 winners today against Arsenal Tula and Rostov beating the railway men 4-1 because Lokomotiv travelled down by Lokomotiv by train and ended up losing 4-1. Andy, um, that, that was the biggest shock of this weekend. Uh, you'd think you'd be able to get a better train to Rostov, really. It was a nice train. Was it? Yeah, it was. Apparently it was nice not. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> look, if, if I was them, I'd have gone down earlier on the week and spent a few days down there because, honestly speaking, I used to do like the, the Moscow Ulyanovsk <laughs> trip, return trip every single weekend and it was hard. And even doing the one for, to, uh, from you know, Voronezh, Moscow, Moscow, Voronezh, or vice versa, that's hard. Well, they say when you time travel that way, it's easier. That's true. But not if you're like a massive Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try and travel and got their uh, backsides handed to them. Okay, um, of course, next week we're going to have a look at that with Andrew Flint. So we're going to welcome on to the show. Well, actually, I think he was our very, very first guest on the show. Andrew Flint, you're very welcome back onto Capital Sports. We've allowed you back on this week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's mad to think it's been five years. I think me and Danny Armstrong were the first two guests you had. Um, that was it? Yeah. yeah. And yet um, Alan has aged us all about 15 years. I've aged 15 years. <laughs> no, you've aged us uh, 15 I, years. I, I was going to say... stayed I, the same. Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dorian Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at <in> my attic. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I've gotten older. No, I mean, yeah, it was, it was Danny Armstrong, of course, then. Um, uh, Alexander Zotov then came on the second week. Uh, but it was a huge, huge start in the Yeah, so we were a long, long way. Um, very quickly, Andrew, um, just want to focus on just one game the biggest shock of the whole weekend, because we're going to speak about it in the nepotism part. Uh, 4-2 Himke beaten Siska Moscow. Siska Moscow. That's, that's, that, that is, yeah. no matter how we look at it, how we parse it, that is a shock and a half, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's the first time Himke have ever beaten Siska. And 
they they deserved it. Tisco's defending was absolutely atrocious. I don't honestly don't think I've ever seen such a poor defensive performance giving so much space to another team. And they, they weren't torn apart. They just offered the space to them. Kimki could have scored more, to be quite honest with you. Um, and the run there, they're one of the form teams in the league at the moment. Three yeah. wins on the trot, out of relegation, well, bottom two at least. Uh, and, and don't forget, Cisco, of course, had been on, they had been on a six-game winning run and then the last two games have dropped points. But absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Four-two was... Uh, was kind on Cisco. The incredible stat from that is 33% possession, Kimki. Six shots, six on target, four goals. Yeah, there you go. It, 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 look, I'm always yeah. thinking possession does not make a damn bit of difference if you don't put the ball in the back of the net. You know, that's it. Manchester United. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Flynn. <laughs> oh, Less of it, that's better. Uh, did, of course, it's winning... Bad. It's only four minutes in. You should be talking. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, get Eastled on that as well. So, of course, any still top of the table. Dino keeping pace with them. Uh, three points behind. Ska staggering now. They are six points further back from Dinamo. Locomotive have been... Uh, <laughs> Krasnodar have steamed Dean Boyd and Krasnodar, as I mentioned, Krasnodar winning uh, Lokman down into six. Spartak, that win, uh, even though they've lost midweek, Jordan Larson. Um, and you might just ask, like, Jordan Larson, I mean, that's, I mean, his father should be ashamed of him, shouldn't he? Um, I can't say anything bad about Henke. No, he should. No, his I can't. His son is a disgrace. No, I can't. Running against, okay, well, he's less Spartak midweek, so we'll... He's we'll... nowhere near as good as his dad, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, that's fair enough. All right, looking ahead to next week, very quickly, Andrew Flint, uh, full series of match scores in the Premier League, starting on Friday, Dinamo Ahmad. Um, Ahmad mm-hmm. now, you know, looking to do something, uh, Dinamo need to win. Uh, how do you reckon it's going to go? Win, lose or draw for Dinamo? I think Dino have got this one in the bag. Um, Akramat's season's gone off the rails. They were looking good. They're up to fifth a few games ago. Um, they haven't won in the last five. And Dinamo obviously have the chance to go level and points with Zanit um, before Zanit inevitably thrash Udall 6-0 on Saturday. Um, easy win for Dinamo, this for me. OK, uh, also then on Saturday, that's Friday evening at 7.30, on Saturday, 2 o'clock, Ufa, Siska, Animac. Um, Siska should bounce back with that one, shouldn't they? Um, you'd certainly hope so. I don't think, if, if memory serves me right, I don't think Ufa have ever beaten Seska. Oh. I, could, I, I could be wrong there. Oh, right. um, but those kind of things are there to be broken. And on current record, um, yeah. yeah I, I, I mean, they've been pretty lackadaisical the last couple of games. As Andy Flint said, in amazing form before that. The key thing is is that Yazitsi, the new Turkish sign, is still scoring, even when losing. And the confidence will come back. Mm. Um, Ufa's a tricky place to go and play and they are obviously fighting to stay up whereas CSK yeah. are now out of the title race and European football isn't going is, yeah, is, is to happen so you can guarantee that probably Dinamo Moscow will win the league this year and it'll be pointless <laughs> there you go um, Spartak <laughs> Rubin on Saturday as well that is at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening um, Spartak should be winning that one they should be putting Lena Suski back to bed shouldn't they? Andrew Flint. Yeah, you'd have to say so. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, Spartak were really, really impressive. I mean, yes, they were playing Arsenal with the worst defensive record in the league, but they played Sobodov and um, Nicholson up front together for the first time. They, I think Vanobi's cracked it. Um, they, they looked absolutely electric. Rubin have lost, I think, eight for the last nine. They're in free fall. Spartak scored and looks good. I think they'll they'll put another three or four past Rubin. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, Sochi Lokomotiv, Lokomotiv staying down the south coast. Uh, Sochi on Sunday. Andy Mack, um, 
that's going to be tricky no matter what way you look at because Sochi, they're, they're okay, they're not fighting for European places now, sadly for them. Um, but they, they should be better than, than, than Lokomotiv. I wouldn't say they're better. I think it's a case of who wants it more on the day. I'm, I'm, I, I, Sochi were a little bit pedestrian today in their win, um, but they've just got a little edge of quality that will cause locomotive problems, and if they're not on their game, um, then it'll be tight. I'd, I'd probably go for a draw. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, straight away, Isil Cody, I'm going to say congratulations to you because it does look like nobody wants to take fourth place except Spurs. 4-0 winners yesterday against Aston Villa. Chelsea back on form, 6-0 winners away to Southampton. Arsenal going down 2-1 at home to Brighton. Everton shocking Manchester United. Shocking being the operative word for Manchester United. Pardon, Isil? Let's focus on that one for a little. Yeah, I think, okay, go on. Focus on how crap United were, how crap Reinick is, and how much the absolute... No, I'm telling you, like, I mean, I I said this is going to happen when he went there. I knew, I said it, and then what happens midweek last week, we uncovered, said, look, he's now going to go back to Lokomotiv. And what happens? Oh, Mm -hmm. supposedly the Austrian national team want to take him on as a coach which was set up through a friend of his. It was an absolute lie. It was, as Donald Trump would say, big news. But anyway, that's what it was. Um, but Isla, how crap are Manchester United right now? How awful are they? How pathetic are they? I, I think we've got to a stage now where we can rule out it being, we can't go, oh, it was boys. Oh, it was Ole. Oh, like the problems in Man United are getting deeper and deeper because they have the money. They have, to an extent, the players. They definitely do not have the captain, but they definitely do not have the right person on the sideline either. And look, Spurs are hoping for fourth. We're playing well, but you look at a game like that and Everton obviously were fired up. Everton had everything to play for. But Man United have a lot of questions to ask themselves. And I think for a Man United fan, Andrew, watching (laughs) the other side of the city today... And watching Liverpool and Man City, I think we were all beginning to realise there is a divide in the league now. It's not just top teams, middle table and relegation zone. It's even a division within the top teams because the gap is getting won. I, I think it's a top the top yeah. four even within the top four I think you've got City and Liverpool ahead of Chelsea Tottenham Arsenal West Ham so far ahead I yeah. think I think one of the crazy takeaways of that United game was when Fred got injured and you're like ah oh, cheese they're going to bring Pogba on <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was just it. I, I mean the feeling of oh god they're going to bring a World Cup winner on yeah, he's a World Cup wanker sorry <laughs> I said that on air. A whipper. Does everyone remember when Fred was the root cause of every problem? If it wasn't yeah. Fred's fault, it was Luke Shaw's. But that was and because of his name. Like, That's all. Like, I, I, There's nothing wrong with Luke. <laughs> oh, he God. could use a force no but I mean that's the whole thing I remember Eamon Dunphy the Irish, the Irish uh, ex-soccer player and manager and um, coach uh, and, sorry, it's coach. all Pardon? It's all a card. Yeah and, and he, he basically said that for, like um, if, he, if it was like kind of rose by another name like if, if a row, I think Simpson said, if it's called a stink blossom or if it's called like a bag of poop, it's not going to smell as good. Like even if it looks like a rose. And Fred's the same thing. He's called Fred and people think, ah, Fred. Like who used to, Ronaldo, <laughs> Pele, you know. Well, right said. Yeah, right said. Yeah, well, anyway. Okay, very quickly, 2-2, uh, of course, Man City, uh, Liverpool today. Um, we're going to discuss a little bit after because Jonathan uh, Higgins was, was covering that for Virgin Media Sport. Um, Eastland, on that... Um, we, Andy Mack said last week that it would be a draw. Um, 
And he did say it would be scoreless, but he did say it would draw. He didn't pick 2-2 then, I think on Friday evening he picked 2-2. Yeah, yeah uh, he did, and I, and I can verify that. But um, we are we still going with Man City? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think Liverpool, Man City started the second half like Liverpool started the first and still didn't manage to concede um, a, an easy, well, not an easy goal, but I think when City want to turn it on, they're just... It, the class levels, the passing. There was a ball which crossed in front of and Sterling passed the ball out to his right and then crossed in, only narrowly missed. The ball went out to the left-hand side past the um, goal and obviously went wide. But you see the run he's doing. And to, even when he's missing, you're going, like he's not connecting with where he wants to be. The foresight and the loop he ran, you just kind of go, vision. you could watch yeah. him miss all day. Like yeah. the gap the vision, is huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really big. Um, Liverpool as well. How are they playing a high line against City? It just doesn't... They know it doesn't work. These are world-class players. These aren't minnows coming up against giants in the FA Cup. You should be able to adjust your tactics. And that, I think, was disappointing to see from a team that are at the same level as City and, and the, have the ability to beat them. I, I was going to say, that's where I think Pep Guardiola was very clever in moving uh, Kevin De Bruyne back from his false nine into a deeper midfield today. So <laughs> I, I think he knew that was going to happen. And therefore, Gabby, Gabby Hezos is more of a, a handful. And therefore, yep. your, your key players are playing deeper against the Highland. They're going to pick holes in it. Okay. It's, it's huge. And you just have to wonder about how Klopp, who's a manager at that level, doesn't go, we have to look at what's happening on the field and adjust quickly. Okay. okay look, next, you mentioned the FA Cup course. The FA Cup semi-final has, uh, on Saturday at 5.30 Moscow time, has Man City playing Liverpool yet again. Uh, and then on Sunday, it's Chelsea versus Crystal Palace. In the in the Premier League, there's nothing really much. Manchester United are going to be, you know, struggling to beat Norwich. Spurs will beat Brighton. Um, Arsenal probably lose to Southampton. But uh, Andrew Flint, that game, Man City at Liverpool on Saturday. Um, now, you'll probably tune in for it. That, that's going to be a cracker for a match, isn't it? I mean, it will. There's absolutely no question that two of, well, not just the best teams in England, two of the best teams in the world. Um, and Jamie Carragher was saying this week that it's the greatest rivalry we've ever seen in the Premier League history, which is a load of absolute and utter beeping effing tosh. But they, it, the quality on show and the enmity between them is it's a rivalry that's come out of, well, just automatically, because they are the only two really consistently decent teams left. Um I think a lot is riding on this one. Um, probably slightly more for Liverpool, but uh, I, I don't care who wins or loses. Lots of injuries, lots of suspensions, <laughs> big fights at the end. That's yeah, it. And the fans, is, fans are spending for life. Uh, Esau, Chelsea yeah. are taken on Crystal Palace, run now by Paddy Vieira, uh, as he's well known. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. Chelsea do look like they're going to win this uh, London Derby just because they need to win it. They need the money. Yeah, well, look, I think the Chelsea's results at the weekend, it's shown us they're, what they're capable of. Um, yeah, I, I see that only going one way, and I don't think it's the game everyone's going to be focused on, to be honest, at the weekend. Yeah. We're all thinking up. Okay. Listen, we're talking to talk about the nepotism because, of course, in the Hinky game, there was the owner's son, Sagidov, and the coach's son, Juran, both playing on the field. A lot of questions being asked, except Sagidov, he did score a goal. Um Andrew Finn, it's not unusual in Russian football. We're going to ask Eastleton second for English football or British football, but it's not unusual in Russian football that sons uh, or very close relatives end up making their, yeah. you know, playing for the first team. 
Well, yeah, I mean, Sadigov is marginally more understandable, I suppose, because his age profile, he's a youngster, and I mean, starting him was the odd decision. Um, and, you know, allegedly we heard a lot of the players in the squad were unhappy with it. He'd only played 29 minutes all season, I think it was. But, you know, he scored, so he's, he's justified it. Joran's um, son is the fairly obvious version of nepotism. He's 24 years old. He played one minute at the end. Um, not entirely sure what the point of that. Well, we, we do know what the point of it is. His, his father's the manager. Um, but we've got examples like Boris Rottenberg Jr., um, a legend of Russian football who's played a grand total of 66 games. Um, Kadyrov to Akramat Grozny are what makes me chuckle the most. Um, you've got uh, you've got Khalid Kadyrov, who's been the number 10 at Akramat for quite a number of years. Um, he's 27 years old. I think he's only got one minute this season, but... <laughs> When your father is um, is a warlord, um, you're, you're uh, going to get in the leader, spot. Leader of the Republic, I think it's better to call. Leader, sorry, leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to run into trouble tonight. <laughs> On the way home. Um, Eastolt, um, I'm looking here at the World Short Track Skating and you've got a Chinese guy skating for Hungary, so good import there. Um, but... On nepotism in sport, I mean, there's a lot of corruption in it as well, especially when players uh, or like managers' sons end up as football agents. Look, we can, well, we can do a few of these. Let's just start with, does everyone remember Man City, since we've been talking about them, greatest ever players, Andrea and Filippo Mancini? No, Mancini's sons don't ring a bell as players? No. Because they didn't, I I don't think Andrea even played a game. (laughs) Guess when he signed? Go on. When, when, when Daddy Roberto signed, yeah? This seems shocking that you would think such a thing. But yes, let's look at, if we're to look at jobs for the entire family, um, I think Mrs. Ferguson was the only person who didn't get a look in with some connection <laughs> and United. And who knows, she may have been making the sacrifice. That's an awful... Oh, Jesus, that, that, is, that is like misogynistic. But, look, but anyway, That's what my mother does on match days. Not very well, so look, <laughs> oh. let's work to that. Um, Marceline, I apologise for this, by the way. That's your daughter saying yeah. it, not me. I, I know. Let's go Let's go a step further. Let's go <laughs> to the greatest agent of all time. And I can say this. I mean, Charlie is a wonderful agent. And the reason Charlie is great is Harry Kane is still at Spurs thanks to employing his brother as his agent. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, if you're going to have nepotism in football, at least Mancini did it right. His son's got very well paid before going on to clubs. I think one of them went to Oldham. The other, I think, is... I think they both might be back initially. But if you're going to have nepotism in football, the important thing is that you employ someone who is capable. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, uh, Ancelotti employed his son-in-law as a physical Give trainer. Give them a job that they don't actually have to do anything important in. So not decide on where you go next in your career or how you make your millions. That's the important thing here. Or they could always go into politics. But there you go. Isil Cody and Andrew Flynn, thank you very much. Of course, you'll be back with a big, fat, filthy quiz. We're going to go out right now because, of course, Isil and Andrew, two of our superstars. And, of course, we have an all-star lineup here in Capital Sports and Moscow's Capital FM. And that's what we're going to play. We're going to smash about all-star back with Alexander Zotov and Jonathan Higgins. Coming, fed to the rules, and I hit the ground running. Didn't 
sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid And they say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid Рассада, тяпка, мангал, мячик, лейка, гитара, собака. Отправляясь на дачу, не забудьте любимое ТВ. Подключай спутниковое телевидение НТВ Плюс на даче и смотри сериалы, фильмы и передачи весь год всего за 798 рублей. Акция действует до 31 июля. Подробности на НТВ Плюс точка ру. Категория 18 плюс. With Alan Moore.
A very warm welcome back to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm still Alan Moore and Andy Mack is still in studio with me. Andy, uh, how are you feeling about this uh, lovely Sunday evening? Uh, you're still ageing me. It's been five years going on 15, it's almost 16. It's five years, I don't know, five years old, folks. We are five years old, okay? And we'll be announcement in the next segment, so be ready for it, okay? Be, be ready for it. But right now, we're going to get on, um, he was, well, our th- well, chronologically, our third guest ever on Capital Sports. And he's a regular with us, he's been in the studio with us, he would have been here tonight, except he's, he's outside of Moscow. And another person who's also a regular with us and a great contributor from, uh, well, from the Emerald Isle, I should say. So first I'll say hello to Alexander Zotov, the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union and, of course, a member of the Russian Football Union Executive Committee. Alexander, you're very welcome on. Do you hear me? Loud and clear, loud and clear. <laughs> yeah, it was, I had the sound turned down just a second ago. Now He's I turned been on up. the line since he was the third guest on, chronologically. <laughs> five He's years later. <laughs> Sorry, Alexander. <laughs> and uh, of course, welcome Jonathan Higgins of Virtue Media Sport, and of course Galway Bay FM. Jonathan, a very warm welcome to Capital Sports. Good evening, guys. How are we all? Very, very good. Um, Alexander, I'm going to start with you. This is alphabetically, so A before J. Um, Alexander, right now, um, just a very, very quick question on this. Um, the I know a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago, you had questions raised about contracts and sort of uh, your know, player movement and so on. Um, do you think, in your opinion, that we're going to see more um, non-Russian players leaving the Russian Premier League and leaving Russian football in general? Well, I mean, uh, all that could have left, they're already gone. Because uh, I think the, it was until the 7th of April that they had the chance to do it. Um, so all, all other interactions will be happening in the uh, summer transfer window. So, uh, But probably we'll see a lot less, I think, foreign players playing here. Because if we don't get a chance, I think if, if Kass doesn't award us the, 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 uh, the chance that our clubs... Play in, um, in in European uh, cups, then then it will be less lucrative for foreign players to come here. What what are the chances of Russian clubs? Because I know that one uh, for the national team was removed from Castro, taken back, or me to be reassessed. What are the chances? Because you're you know you're a lawyer and you understand the the legal ins and outs. You've dealt with Cas before as well. What are the chances for Russian clubs, not the national team, Russian clubs getting back into Europe? Unfortunately, it doesn't have anything to do with legal aspects. Uh, and uh, the thing, the thing you're referring to is is about uh, is uh, is is also nothing uh, about the uh, the suspension. It's about uh, just the the fact that we uh, get the chance until the hearings are adjourned that we get the chance to compete. It's, it's 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 nothing about that that uh, the decision. It's until the decision is is uh, is taken. So, uh, what are the chances? It's hard to say. I, I mean, we were all saw that uh, once the the panel is apolitical, then we have good chances. Once it gets political, then we uh, then 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 it all hell breaks loose, and then we are uh, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's a different situation. I yeah. But if you talk about the legal aspects, there's no chances that we are going to lose. I mean, the, the, I don't understand why uh, 
in legal terms, we are, are suspended as a national team or as clubs from, from any competitions. I mean, I, I, okay, now, I know like this is now taking everything that's going on in Ukraine out of context, just from the pure, this is what I've asked you, the pure legal I'm sense of it. Situation. I mean, I'm not talking about Ukraine or yeah. anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because, that, that, I mean, Cody, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke purely about the legal uh, issues surrounding players leaving and so on. And so she outlined it for us. And as you said, it was up till the um, 7th of April. Johnson, um, Alexander mentioned, now I'm going to ask you about the Manchester City uh, Liverpool match in just a moment. Um, but first, so in terms of the, the, you know, that trying to find an apolitical um, or a very neutral group of, you know, judges or, or, or uh, people who can oversee it, is it possible in Europe at the moment? Because you're, you're in Ireland. Would it be possible to get people who can actually separate what's going on with the legal aspect? If I'm being truthfully honest, Alan, and you have to give my husky voice. It's been a been a rough week out, out in the cold. Okay, well, <laughs> so I, I was going to say you got a great voice, so there you go. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, but go ahead, but, 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 but joking aside, I think um, this issue, and not to belittle it, or if you are uh, any you know any form of that type of discussion, but I think I think we've gone beyond the the line of reasonable discussion. Um, I think a lot of people have their minds made up already. But it's the old uh, jury um, saying in court case that if you can't get a, a fair trial, um, that uh, from media coverage or, or whatnot. I think we're almost in a situation like that here. I think this subject has has gripped everyone's attention, and I think it's. I don't think there's any going to be backtracking on it. I, and you know, however awful the current situation is, I think you look at other issues and other situations that seem to be. Not glossed over, maybe that's too strong a word, but uh, they don't have the same restrictions and curbs to them as a result of, 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 of other action like that. So I, I, I just can't see anywhere in this in this current uh, current moment of time where where there's going to be anything else other than um, than uh, uh, the decision being held up. I don't see. I think this, it's got too it's got too strong of a. Uh, I'm not even sure what the right word is, but I just don't see anybody backing down from it. It's almost like it's a, a taboo subject at the moment. Is is it too? Has the or have has everything been you know become too emotional for people that it's actually hitting? Because I, I mean I, I'll say it to myself. My mom was listening. To my my sister telling me when you know she's seen my mom in tears and people have, you know been like just from from all not not just either Ukrainian or Russian people are like you know non Ukrainians or non Russians, but people in general have been very emotionally tied up in it. Do you think that that's that, like that's what we're facing at the moment. Uh, potentially, and I think it's probably a fuel as well. It's hard to remember, and um, probably it's in our only lifetime that we certainly in Ireland that we would have uh, probably wick- witnessed, or you know, such a situation like this or arising. So it's all something that you uh, probably go back to your national school days, you know, <laughs> studying history and stuff like that, where you you heard about these things. But it's I suppose acting before our eyes now, and it's. Uh, is it the first time since uh, a situation like this is happening with the uh, the age and the impact of, of social media and the, how every piece of news gets very emotional? Like you just have to go on social media, media whatever the, the situation might arise now. Uh, is it full of Karens? Is, the, is that terminology made its way across? To, <laughs> yeah. to, to, to my, my, my son uses uh, that there. on a regular basis, Karens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. So that, the, the point, uh, well, point uh, it stays across the line then. Um I think it's probably a situation like that where it's it's the first like you go back and what do you not you want to compare but if you look at Iraq or something like that they didn't have social media didn't have the same grip on people um, 
and that we all we're almost in a culture where we're offended if we're not offended by something. And I think social media fuels that, and it's probably uh, definitely a, a huge um, a huge card in the in the poker hand at the moment here, the current situation. Okay. I'm going, okay, we're going to step away slightly and I'm going to come back to Alexander in a moment with, with the questions related to the, the current football in Russia. Um, Jonathan, um, today, the Man City-Liverpool match, we, we discussed in the first segment, finished 2-2, rock and roll of a match. Um, we, we've, all, we've all tipped, well, no, except Andy Mack, we've all tipped that Man City are going to win the league uh, in January, um, or we tipped him in January. Do you think that the league is still open? As a Liverpool fan, I know you, you, you can all, you, I know you can take off your Liverpool fa- hat and say what's going to happen, but how do you see it going right now? Well, you have to say it's advantage very much. Man City, they were the, I suppose, the dominant team today. It, it felt like that was Man City at full trot, like the very best today. I don't think Liverpool were anywhere near that. Um, Will there be tossed, uh, you know, twists on the road in a normal circumstance with seven games to go and the abundance of games and the team still challenging on what, three other fronts? Uh, or three fronts currently at, at the moment, you would figure. But these, these sides uh, have shown that they, uh, they'll almost go the perfect computer-generated uh, results and, and grind out wins left, right and centre. And is it unthinkable that, that Man City win their last seven games? It prob- probably is very realistic. I think you'd fear as a Liverpool fan, that City had their wobble already and that they've steered the ship and that this performance, this result, will just steer them on. They're potentially going to have a bit of a battle against Atletico, but you'd have to expect that they're going to be too much in terms of attacking-wise, despite the best efforts of Simeone and, you know, to turn that game into a grind, you'd still have to fancy to get through it. The Cup semi-final next week, who knows what way that will go. But you'd, I think it's very much advantage, uh, Man City. I won't say that they've one hand on the trophy, but they're they're definitely the ones calling the uh, calling all the spades at the moment and where where do you see Man City dropping points that's that's the big thing really you're, you're almost hoping for a miracle here and there's still going to be hope uh, you imagine from a Liverpool point of view but I think if you're a bet man you're, you're putting all your all your coins on Man City at the moment okay that's fair enough um, Alexander, in the in the Russian league, we saw Tsitsipa uh, wobble this this weekend. Uh, we've seen Lokomotiv really not just wobble, but like collapse. Um, do you think that you know that there's some like something has gone out of Russian football? The fact that the like the, the, the race for Europe has maybe lost a bit of gloss. Do you think the clubs have you know there's something like loss even with the fans as well? Well. I, I... I don't know if it's about the gloss, but I think it's about, uh, you know, it, it was a major shift during uh, the winter transfer window and, and afterwards when when clubs were making plans uh, about the, the, the rest of the season and then everything started to change really dramatically for them with uh, a lot of uh, players leaving and then... Uh, some clubs like CSKA had a lot of, you know, they had uh, had players that that they signed during the, the the winter transfer window, and actually that they stayed. And like Krasnodar had players, almost all the foreign players that left. So it was, you know, it was different for different clubs. Um, probably, you know. It's it's we don't know if if Russian clubs will will be playing in the in the European cl- uh, cups uh, next season, so maybe that also plays some uh, 
it has some effect on on the gloves. But I think it's also that uh, you know it's it's really hard to 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 to, to uh, you know reshift your game or to adapt to to the situation or to understand what what are your pri- priorities are. And uh, in this situation. Some clubs did adjust, some some didn't. Uh, Ceska did some, you know, with Yujiji uh, with uh, you know some, you know, with his scoring and everything. They did some, played some very good games, but still, uh, they are now left out of the. I think left out of the competition for the first place. But Dinamo is still there. Uh, Zenit, with all their momentum, are still are still in the first spot, but. <laughs> It's hard to say. I think it's 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 all becoming really uh, what is important today, you know. And everybody's saying, well, the, you know, how many foreign players will be still there? What is the limit for foreign players? But I, I think the main question is what is important and what will be important. And nobody knows the answer to this question. Well, this is something. Andy Max, going to jump in. I know John has a question for you as well. Um, the, uh, I was I was covering the torpedo Akron Tadiati game, Torpedo Moscow on on Wednesday, and it was I mean it was in a severe snowstorm. I was a bit late coming to the match, and it was okay because the match actually been stopped after twelve minutes with the snow. It just was unbelievable. Now they drew nil nil in the night. Uh, they won one nil today, or I think yes, in Nizhnykamsk, and they're fighting for promotion back to the Premier League. Um, they've been out what seven years, I think, is from the Premier League and they relegated in twenty fifteen, um, but. What, like what motivation would be would be for a team like Akron Toliati or Torpedo Moscow, you know, to try and invest in in trying to get up to the Premier League when you know European football is always the sort of the the dream. So do you think that maybe they'll readjust and say maybe we start to focus on our own our own players, like Russian players? Well, if you talk about Akron and and Torpedo, it's 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 quite easy to say because Akron is focused on the. Uh, uh, on the local academy, the Konopolev Academy, and uh, Torpedo, I think, is focused on making it to the Premier League. I don't think they're thinking about. <laughs> it's not developing from grassroots. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they, I think, uh, because they still have to, you know, they, they reconstructed the stadium and uh, they're still, you know, working out where they can play if they make it to the Premier League. But the big question now, if if there's going to be a shift or the, the, there's going to be you know relegation from the Premier League and the shift from the uh, from the first league to the Premier League, these are still questions that oh. have to be answered. Okay. Yeah, I, I heard there's a working group set up between uh, FNL and the Premier League and the and the football union has to work out if there's going to be this uh, interchange between the leagues, oh, right. uh, which is for me, because I, I, from what I heard in the last executive committee from uh, coming from the mouth of uh, Dukov, he said uh, uh, explicitly that there's not going to be, that only a sporting uh, is going to be uh, on sporting terms. That uh, that uh, uh, any club that makes it uh, first place from the FNL is going to go up, and all the clubs uh, from the bottom two clubs from the Premier League are going to go down. Well, but 
No. MSBC? This is Russian football. Uh, this is Russian football. We can see anything. <laughs> it can change by <laughs> September. And like you, yeah, I was, I, I was going to say with all the media circus going round of foreign players going in and out, uh, European football, the World Cup all being swept away, carpet gone from all of this. The funny thing is, the form's all gone to teams that are either going for fight or flight. Um, so you've got teams picking up form in the bottom six and the top two. Yeah. So everyone else seems to have just stopped caring so much. It's something, something has gone so on. Something, that's what I said. Something seriously yeah. has gone on. So you've got Rostov who started picking up points. Kimki going on three wins on the bounce. Ufa picking up points. Oral, yes, picked up points, but difficult games. Play, play your own or sons, that's and, the thing. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, you, you, have a, you have a question for, for Alexander before we go to the break. Yeah, I think you might get a giggle out of this one, Alan. Uh, Alexander, <laughs> when, are you, when are you encouraging your players to join the greatest league in the world? Oh. You, know, you might need Alan to explain that. Yeah, that's the League of Ireland <laughs> in Scotland. League of Ireland. League of Ireland. <laughs> league of Ireland. <laughs> the Irish League. Is a, no, jo joking aside, in, I was just thinking there, in UK, um, after the European ban on English clubs, after the Heisel tragedy, a lot of clubs, even Everton, will, will feel very displeased. And I know a lot of their players were very disappointed that they didn't get a chance. A lot of them even come out and said afterwards that their careers were impacted because they didn't have European football. And it, it kind of led to a bit of a spiral and the lack of quality, I think, in the, in the, in what was the, the, the championship at the time, but top flight English football. Do you fear any concerns about, you know, Russian players as well with the current, if the current situation uh, in terms of being banned from European competition is extended? Alexander, that's for you. So, do you think that the, the quality of football might drop or the, the ambitions of clubs might drop? I think it's uh, two different questions. I mean, uh, the quality has already dropped and it has been dropping ever since, uh, I think, 2014. And, and we had, uh, since the investment into Russian football has dropped, uh, we had less good quality players coming to the to to to, to different clubs uh, the motivation of course if if the clubs don't don't have a chance to compete in, in champions league or in euro league uh, and we have uh, the national team suspended of course this will, this will all not play uh positive for for our football so i mean uh, the, obviously I, uh, there's no other there's no other answer to question. Okay. Listen, guys. Um, Alexander Johnson, would you like to stay on for the Big Five Filthy Quiz? Why not make a fool of myself again? Okay. Alexander, are you going to show us all up? I'm here with my father and we're watching Boston Washington game. <laughs> if then he's going to compete, I'm, I'm ready to do so. Oh, you're going to compete? Lovely. Okay. That's great. Okay. So, all right. So, guys, uh, thank you. If my dad is going to. Listen, listen, your dad can join in. Alexander can join in as well. There's two Alexanders, so there's like, you know, twice the Alexander in the quiz tonight. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you in a moment back with uh, the Big of a Filthy Quiz with Johnson and Alexander Zotov. Johnson and Alexander Zotov. Okay, we're going to go to the break right now uh, with Two Door Cinema and what you know back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Time to realize 
It's right before my eyes and I can take it If it's what I want to do Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the, uh, well, it's an interesting one. It's a big for 50 quiz, and we have four competitors on the line tonight for this competition. And I honestly think, I think they're actually all going to do pretty well in this. It's going to be a good one. Um, all right, so we start off, um, let's who first. Okay, Andy Mac, you're going to be first out of gates. Are you ready? So, if I'm last, I'm still fourth. Uh, I, I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, you're, that's right. Let's go with that. Let's just, I'll say yeah, whatever. Uh, then we have Jonathan Higgins. Jonathan, you ready? Jonathan, that doesn't fill me with hope that you're ready. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> Jonathan, you're hey Okay, you're okay. Very good. Hello. Oh, yeah, no, we hear you. We hear you. There we go. 
Then uh, we've got Too Eason. Too busy watching the Masters as well. <laughs> oh, there we go. The golf is on. And uh, we'll go then with uh, Eastold, Alexander. Eastold, you're back on? I am, of course. Okay, and then Andrew Flint is uh, at the rear. Okay, there we go. So I'm not going to say anything rude or disparaging. <laughs> I, I have no idea why you looked at me while you said <laughs> rear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Here we go. Right, so here we go. You, have to, you uh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it easy for you guys tonight. All right, so I'm going to. It'll only be two rounds. All right, it'll be you NFL. No, no, it'll be really easy this time, right? I, I promise. It'll be NF, NHL, not NFL. Uh, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I was going yeah. to do voices, but no, no, this will be easy. So it's uh, NHL goal songs, okay? So you have to name the team. That's all, okay? Nice and simple, all right? Um, so starting off with uh, Andy Mack. Andy Mack, here you go. This is your, your team, all right? Now, I'm going to give you a hint and say they're in Canada, right? So this is a, a bit of a help for you. I'm to see what the name of this bloody song is. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this. Right, here we go. So it is not wrestling, it is simply, um, uh, what's it called? Um, NHL. Oh, it's something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. okay, there we go. So I'm getting, my brain is uh, freezing up. So here we go, okay? So uh, if we can get this right. Okay. So here we go. Andy Mack. Okay, what's the name of the team who used that as our goal celebration? Uh, that sounds like a team that doesn't score very often, so I'm going to go for... Canadian team, remember? Canadian. Uh, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, brilliant, well done. Is it correct? No, it's not. It's, yeah. it's Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. But you're so close. So close. I just love that bit of home. Really, I got it, I got it. Okay, right. Anyway, okay. Jonathan, here you go, ready? Jonathan, are you still alive? You're okay? Here we go. I'm still, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> all right. This is an American team, all right? An American team, so US team. And they're kind of from the east, kind of like, you know, center east kind of thing. So uh, there we go. All right, here we go. Okay, there you go. So what's the name of the team in the NHL? <clears throat> It's actually one sport I don't follow at all. Uh, <laughs> and there's absolutely no relevance to the song, to the team, to no, anything. No, no, it's just a song to play. And I'll give you a hint. That there's, it's country and western. Country and western is a hint. Country and western. Grand Ole Opry. That doesn't help me out. I'm going to have to take uh, the, the miserable pass here. I'm no use. Nashville Predators. Nashville. Home of the Grand Ole Opry I'll country. Let, I'll, I'll never forget those now. <laughs> <laughs> you remember this forever now. <laughs> I swear to God, you remember this forever. Okay, next up, of course, is Isil Cody. Isil, are you ready? I liked the wrestling round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I pulled it because of you. I pulled it because of you. Okay, here we go. Limbrick people. <laughs> okay. You really shouldn't admit that on air. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. I should. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. This is for Isil Cody. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm asking the team's name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so get up, get around, jump around. It's House of Pain, of course. Uh, the team, the team is in America. Of course, it is. Well, that's a huge help. Go on. Mass. All right, they're they're not they're not in the West Coast. They're in the East. No, if if Easel doesn't get it, Andy, I'll ask you. Go on, go Thank on, Easel, go on. I only know one team, Jesus. and I'm going to New York team because I've only got one. <laughs> not the New York Rangers, then. It's a crying shame because I love that song. And yeah, 
That's all I've got. It's a great song, great, great song. I used to have it after when I boxed and finished the show. Great after the uh, end, uh, last round. Um, it's not New York Islanders or Rangers, so Larry Listings would be happy with that. Who I know absolutely diddly squat about NHL, but that has to be the Boston Bruins. No! Oh. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. Like the penguins are kind of an inept kind of bird, and like, wasn't there a ginger who wore a bait about basketball? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, right. Here we go. Next one. Alexander Zotta, be ready. <laughs> he just said, no. <laughs> are, are the two Alexander Zottas ready for this one? Alexander the Great. Okay, so the two yeah. Alexanders are there. Okay. So they're both. Two Alexanders, okay, so, okay, this is old school, but you'll know this one, okay? This again, an East Coast team, like an East Coast team. All right, so here we go. One, two, three, we don't hear the drummer get wicked, but uh, what is the name of the team, the name of the NHL club, who have that song as their goal song, Andrew, uh, Alexander? Definitely not Capitals. No, I think it's, it's Philadelphia. It's no, it's not Philly. It's not not too far from. It's northeast. It is northeast. So I'll give you that chance. Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. Hartford Whalers. No, no. <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo Sabers. Hartford Whalers are gone. Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, it was worth a try. Okay, <laughs> Andrew Flynn, please get a point on this because we can't go into round two with no oh, points. God. You're relying on me to get a point. Here we go. I'm just dying at this stage. I'm like looking, going, oh, please, just <laughs> someone get something right. Okay, here we go. All right, this team, um, all right, you'll, you'll know who the, you'll, no, you will know who this team is, okay? And they, they, the name of the team is related to an item of clothing, okay? An item of clothing. <laughs> and it's not the Knickerbocker Glories, or the Knickerbockers, no, it's not that. Right, uh, here we go. Mind your canics. Yeah, so this is kind of like Midwest, yeah, kind of Midwest, okay, Midwest. So here we go, if we get this right up. Here we go. Okay, so it's the whip by Loxley. What is the name of the team? <laughs> Andy, Andy, don't put your hand up. You're going to get it wrong anyway. Go on. No, I'll, I'll let you come into it. Okay, go on. Andrew, an item of clothing. An item of clothing is the name of the team. In Midwest. Yeah. Absolutely helps me zero whatsoever. Um, Christ alive. Clothing, clothing. Clothing? What sort of a, what sort of a team? Does it, okay. does it contain a colour really? as does. well as it an does, item? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> okay, Andrew, you got three seconds. Oh. One, two, three. Ah, <laughs> uh, Columbus. Oh, he got it! He got it! I don't believe it! Columbus. And what's the rest of their name? Um, <laughs> oh, Google. Google. Anyone, anyone who knows the rest of Pardon? Give it to him for that, for God's sake. <laughs> Alexander Zotov for one point. Alexander Zotov and Alexander Zotov. Uh, what is the name of the team who play in Columbus? Ooh. The which? This is the best result of my life. <laughs> the Blues, no, St. Louis Blues. Blue Jackets. Andy Mack, I'm going to give you a point for that. Because Thank you. you. Got, right, here we go. Right, Kate, this is the odd one out. Jesus Christ. Okay, Andrew Flint, you have got 10 points. You're in the lead right now. So this is all to do with World Cup 2018, yes. which, of course, we enjoyed here in Russia. So here we go. 
Uh, first person up, Andy Mack, okay? Um, 11, 9 or 13? 11. Oh, very good. 11. 11. Do you know why? Um, because it was the Scottish joke that everyone loved it. No. <laughs> no, it's the number of whole cities. Okay. No, whole cities, there you go, 11. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, say, yeah, whole cities, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Jonathan Higgins, this one is a, it's a good one for you, okay? Saudi Arabia, Senegal or Spain? Saudi Arabia, Senegal or Spain? Jonathan? Senegal? Yeah. Who, okay, so who, Saudi, Senegal or Spain? Spain. Espanol? Yes, well done, 50 points for you, because they won the Fair Play Awards. There you go. Fair Play for letting Russia beat them. I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. All right, Isolt, up for you now. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, Archom Juba or Denis Cherdyshev? Ronaldo? I'm, yeah? I'm going to go with... Uh, sorry, give me those names again. <laughs> Ronaldo, Juba or Cherishev? I'm going to go with Ronaldo. No, you should go on with Juba because he's the only one who scored three goals. The other two scored four apiece. Okay. Do you know what? That, that's actually the first time I've worked out your method. <laughs> my, my madness behind my method. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alexander Zotov. This is one to keep the pride of the Zotov boys alive. Okay. Harry Kane. Okay. Or, oh, no, I got this is an easier one for you. Cristiano Ronaldo, Archom Juba. Or Denis Cherishev. <laughs> Same as the last one. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Juba or Cherishev? Quick, give me an answer. I take it all back. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Did you say Cherishev? No, I said Zuba, but what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> it's the odd one out. The odd one out is actually Dennis Cherishev because as well as scoring all like your know, four goals, he also scored an own goal. He's the only one of those three to score an own goal. So sorry about that. Okay. Uh, okay. Name the three names, but you didn't ask the question. But the question is, which is the odd one out? Yeah, that's a, okay. Anyway, it's, it's the madness <laughs> of this. <laughs> Andrew Flint, back to you. 2.64, 2.65, 2.66. Yes, well done, because the, that's the average goal scored per game. Okay. Uh, the winner, the winner is Andrew Flint. Andrew Flint, congratulations! You are the champion. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> yes. <Captain. laughs> okay, Isol, thank you very much. Alexander Zotov, thank you very much. And Jonathan Higgins, get well and thank you so much for joining us this evening. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, folks. Uh, Andy Mack, thank you very much for this evening. Always been a pleasure. Always brilliant. Okay. So, uh, folks, we did a, a small little thing to say because five years ago in January, this uh, January. <laughs> just passed, uh, I sent a, a message to the station director here, Alexander Samolenko, about starting up a radio sports show that we really needed, building up to the Confederation uh, Cup and, of course, to the World Cup as well. He took a bit of a bunt. He brought me, brought me in, put me on air. In this very studio, I'm sitting, like, looking at where I was sitting that day. Actually, where Andy Mack is sitting now, that's where I was sitting the first day, when I didn't even know Jeez. I was going to be hosting. Yeah, there you go. Burn that seat. I'll tell you something, because I went to go to the toilet before I went... <laughs> On air, but when I heard do, 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 Kappa's words at Alan Moore, it didn't really mean, make a difference. So it's, it's, it's still wet now. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing of like always go to the bathroom before you go on air. That is a very important thing. So Saturday, fifteenth April, that was our first uh, full show, and uh, you know it, it was a good bit of crack. So at the moment, uh, just with some things, we're going to take a little break for a while off the air. But we, you can find us on all of our social media because we're we'll back broadcasting next Sunday night again. Okay, next Sunday night again on some different platforms. So 
make sure to check them out on Kappa Sports Moscow on Instagram, Telegram and of course on YouTube and RootTube as well you'll hear us and we'll have a midweek podcast as well so I want to thank all of our many many guests there's so many to, to, to thank I, I can't even go through the list because we're running out of time um, but uh, hundreds from people from across the world of sport from media from entertainment they've been absolutely brilliant with us so I'm just going to say thank you very much Andy Mack for, for your time and patience for Isil Cody to Andrew Flint Peter P who couldn't join us tonight for Dublin who also couldn't join us this evening for Alex B for everyone who was here was to help make this a great show to keep us with a quarter million listeners per show every single show uh, thank you all and I want to say uh, well to my mom who's listening I'm sorry I forgot your birthday four years ago but I'll never do that again okay um, just to say that um, 